Hey y'all, I have this video that I want you to see and I hope that it blesses you and uh, have you to think different things about your life or whatever. Uh, my father, he's been deceased for about 10 years and four more days will be 10 years and that's on the 23rd. And um, I just want to do this for his memory. So enjoy the video. If you want to jot down some comments and talk about some things that he talked about, his testimony, his, uh, his um, message, feel free, you know, and um, enjoy. I could wash, iron, cook, and do everything by the time I was eight years old. By the time I was 12, I was running numbers, selling cosmetics, going to pick up the roots, going to get everything and bringing all the money back and giving it to her. The sad part about it, she didn't even know what she was doing. That was the sad part. So coming through all of that, I wanted this hatred to build in me. So when I reached the age of 16, I was very smart in school, but I didn't care about school. I only did my work in school when I felt like it was going to get me over in something. Other than that, I wouldn't do it. I was a con man by the time I was 16 years old. I could run up mitts and decks of cards. I could give a hand in the way I wanted. I could, could do what I wanted with a pair of dice. By the time I was 16 years old, I was a professional gambler. So what happened at that point, the older guys would take me on. And they would teach me more. You have people out here that would teach you the wrong way of life. That was a guy we called Boston Blackie. He taught the young guys all of the con games. He taught them all of the macking and all of these things. He taught them how to make money the wrong way and not care. He taught us how to do things with our mind, how to influence people. Going through that, I knew within me it was not right, but I was in the midst of everybody else that knew everything wrong. But why me, Lord? Why me? It took me some years to find out why it was me. But God brought me all through that so I can come to where I am today. He allowed me to go through it. He protected me while I was in it. He did not place any of this on me. Without that protection that he had upon me, I would have never made it. There was no way for me to come through that without the love of Jesus. Not even knowing it. So I grew up to be a man. I've been all through the army. I did all of these things. I'm still running the game. By this time, I, my confusion have become more confused. Now I start to running people. I ran people. I just did what I wanted with them. All of the things that the devil taught me to do, I would do it to them. It's a part I don't like talking about because it's very bad. But I'm saying anything because you can see where I am today that whoever's not there can be there because if God saved me, he can save anybody. I was what you call a pimp, but I call him an imp. Most time I call him a simp, because it's simple, actually, you know. And you, if you look at it the right way, you see that that is all the workings of the devil. Why? Look at Lucifer, how radiant he was, and glamorous, and flashy, and, and with the singing, and, and all of this, the most beautiful angel in heaven. So when he fall and becomes Satan, he instilled that in his people. The flash, the false glamour. Always confusion. Never nothing good. Always confusion. When you get up in the morning, you're feeling right. By the time somebody knocks at your door, your head starts to hurting. Because you got to prepare yourself for today's game. The whole game is going to begin when you wake up. I'm telling you, I used to, the only time I had peace when I was sleeping. You become a big shot and everybody love you. Everybody say, oh, look at Grant, man. He's dynamite, man. I want to be like him. It's only a farce. It's not real. 
It's all Satan's game. Satan will take you up on the elevator and tell his imps, said, take them off. So where they at now? They're on the 26th floor. Take them up to the 40th floor. Give them some diamonds and jewelry and watches and rings. Give them another Eldorado. Take them up to the 58th floor. How they doing up there? They think they got it made. Okay, then give them some more girls and some more cocaine and make it potent this time. Put some PCP in it for them and take them all up and ride them high. Satan come back and ask his imp, so where they at now? And his imp said, you know, master, they riding high. And Satan said, okay. If they're all the way up, he said, they're on the 100th floor. He said, okay, snatch the bottom of that elevator. You got nowhere to go but down to the bottom. When Satan pulled the bottom out of that elevator that he done gave you that ride, you got nowhere to go but down. And when you get all the way down as far as you can go, who will you see that waiting for you? Jesus. Said what? Jesus. Said what? Jesus. That's who's there waiting for you. And, and that's the only time he really can come through and reach you. Because you're too busy when you're up on that ladder. You're too busy when you're on the elevator to hear him. You got to hit bottom. Your bottom might not be my bottom, but you got your own bottom. And you got to hit bottom to hear Jesus. You won't listen to him when you're up there riding in that false glory. I mean, in all of the tessel and all, you don't hear Jesus. You know he exists, but you don't listen. And we cry, so why, Lord, did you let this happen to me? You let it happen. I'm down here to pick you up, he says. I'm telling you, when, when Jesus pick you up and turn you around, you place your feet on solid ground. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now that I stopped right there, where I, what happened, I was in my uh, uh, apartment. I had a six-room apartment down on 142nd Street. Six rooms. Every kind of traffic coming through there you can name. I went and sit down one day and laid my head back on the couch. And to show you I was a part of the devil, everything in my room was dark. No lights. You had a red light. No bright lights in that room. All the lights were out except one red light. Green curtains. It looked like a mortuary. But me, I thought it was cool. So I sit down and laid my head back. I'm telling y'all, the Lord know when, he, when he's ready to come to you. And I said, look at all I got. I got these six rooms and I got everything going for me. And I can ask these ladies to do anything and they'll do it for me. I got it made. And I'm telling you, a still voice came to me and said, and don't one of them love you. And someone threw me and I just said, Lord God Almighty, Will you please send me somebody? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all of this, and all of a sudden, I'm all interested in God. I said, will you send me somebody that's going to love me just for me? No other reason. Well, I can walk, talk, or anything just for me, not for what I can do or, or whatever, just for me because I am a human being. This is what I prayed. 1966, May, just before Mother's Day. And I'm telling you, it wasn't three days later for four women come walking in the door. One of them I knew. They were all from Norwalk, Connecticut. Three of them I didn't know. But the, the, the one that God sent me is sitting in this chair here. She, I didn't even pick her when she got there. I picked the other one. I picked one of the others. I said, no, she, I don't want to pick her. She's too green. I don't want her. Give me one of these other ones. But you know, when God do something, he do it all the way. 
The next week, nobody come back but her and the other girl that I knew. I still ignored it. And out of ignoring it, even after we got married, I carried this lady through so much problem for 14 years, she prayed. Because I couldn't get out of the hustling. I couldn't get out of the gambling. I couldn't get out of, out of, out of the fighting. I've been stabbed in my head twice. I've been stabbed in my face and my eye. I've been cut across my lip. Everything done happened to me. I've been in places where people were shooting at somebody else, and by the grace of God, I didn't get hit. I'm sitting there at a gambling table, and a woman coming to the door blasting, and bullets flying all over me. I left that town in a hurry, too. I got, I got out of that town. The Lord might have been with me, but I didn't know it at the time. I just got out of there, you know. But the point of it is, what I'm, what I'm trying to get you to see is, God is there for you. We don't see him, but we know he's there. It's just something you got to know. He's just there. It's no way I can be driving down the street, sleep, and get up behind a car and wake up and pull over. Now, don't tell me I did that. There's something in there driving that car for me. Somebody or something. I know who it is. Jesus Christ had those angels camped out above me. I used to be driving down the street and pull right up behind a car and wake up and move over. You can't even do that when you're awake. I had a motorcycle gang looking to kill me. The whole gang wanted to kill me. I'm fighting like mad everybody in the place. The whole gang. A motorcycle gang. I'm running around every night with a pistol and a tie iron on my leg. And if I want to move on the building, I'm going to shoot him. And y'all tell me that's good living? Let me tell you, my wife sit at home, and I don't know if she'll pull her hands out or not, but she always was woke during that time. But I had to go to work. Being a musician, I had to work. I didn't know no other life. I was a musician and a hustler and a gambler. I didn't know anything else. But my God said, I'm changing all of that. 